Welcome everyone to another episode of Kiwi Talks. I'm happy to, happy to be speaking with Kristen Lundman, who is the co-founder of Hatch Investments. If you want to invest in American shares, she knows all how to do it. And her digital platform <laughs> is amazing. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I always enjoy talking to finance people because I feel like I'm smarter oh. by the end of the show. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I'll just, I'll just like set you straight right here. I'm not a finance person. I'm just like a regular human being, Canadian Kiwi, hanging out with my family in New Zealand. And I just love digital stuff. I love technology. I love um, kind of disruption and innovation. And so I totally fell into finance. So I'm really? the first to say, yeah, absolutely. So all of Hatch are non-finance people and proud of it. That's actually really good because that means... That <laughs> you look means... really scared because you're like... <laughs> well, I, I, should, I should preface this very quickly because everyone's like, but wait, I'm giving you my money. So just to say that non-finance people, no offense, we love you finance people, um, relate to humans like, you know, more, we know how to speak, we don't use the jargon, we're not part of this exclusive industry. And so we, we kind of bring the tech um, and, and naturally we're all like, we, we all understand investing and we're investors, but we wouldn't wake up and be like, I'm an investor. Like we're just humans who want to do good things with our money and grow, grow money um, so that we can live you know, our best lives, but we are um, part of Kiwi Wealth and that's where the finance stuff comes in. So we're kind of got this backing right. of Kiwi Wealth, Kiwi Bank and this Kiwi family. And so anytime we need to tap into, like, obviously we've got, um, you know, super strict compliance and really safe platform. And, you know, we take um, great care of people's money, um, huge responsibility there. And that's just because we're able to tap into all of this amazing expertise. So, so that, that kind of hope that makes sense. <laughs> oh, that's good though, because that means you can explain it in simple terms to yeah. the average listener. Cause I have spoken to some investment people and sometimes my eyes just glaze over. I'm like, I don't oh, know what yeah. you're talking. You well, might as well be speaking Chinese. Don't do it. And it's why people don't do it because they're like, ah, it's not for me. It's for you. It's not for me. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're all about getting rid of that. <laughs> so, how did it all come about, this idea and Hatch? Yeah. So, that, so Hatch came about, um, came about with, uh, I was approached by Kiwi Wealth and they were looking at, um, you know, they recognized this move of kind of fintech, um, which is financial technology and disruption in that area. So all these cool platforms overseas like Betterment and Wealthfront um, that were helping this kind of digital generation. So I don't want to say millennial because um, like we've got like a um, huge amount of, um, you know, older people on Hatch, but certainly digital. Um, people don't, don't necessarily want to talk to financial advisors or, or through humans or go into, um, you know, face-to-face. -face. Um, what they do want to do is take back control. And the way to do that is through technology. So first of all, with technology, you can lower fees. With Through technology, um, you put the control back into kind of the consumer's hands. So just think about all the apps that you're using. Like you get to dictate when you go and where with Uber, you know, where you stay with Airbnb, or how you travel. Like all these things are now like there's this massive, mass movement of power to consumers' hands and finance is the same thing. So Kiwi Wealth recognized that and they were just like, do something fantastic, relevant in the digital space. Um, so originally they weren't thinking investing plot like investing platform into share markets. That's not at all what they were thinking. Um, but we did a lot of research and we're like, people think investing is really boring. Um, you know, it's not for them. And how can we get people over that hump? Um, and so we did a lot of testing. We did a lot of chatting with customers. Um, again, I brought this really group. I, I brought this really great group of startup people, these you know other digital disruptors into Kiwi Wealth, and we kind of formed this bubble. You know, we were off to the side, and we spent a lot of time with Kiwis. And one of the tests that we did was put um, really well-known brands that you and I know, you know, Apple, Tesla, Microsoft, in front of them, and they would grab the phone out of our hands, and they're like, "When are you? When can I become a shareholder in these companies?" You know, back 18 months ago, this wasn't a thing. Um, you know, now now quite a few platforms are doing it, but it wasn't a thing then. And it was really hard to own a slice of these businesses that you know. And um, it, it's investing and shareholding isn't all like the understanding. It's not all that hard when you think you just own a tiny slice of Microsoft. You use their products. 
um, you understand their, um, you know, their growth trajectory and you might look into their sales and their revenue, but it's not that hard to comprehend how a company like Microsoft makes money um, or Apple or Lululemon, like whatever you know. Um, and then you're like, oh yeah, I just want to own a slice of that company. So I benefit from their growth. Um, and that it's as easy as that. So that's how we started. Um, and so we just thought that's the like best thing to get people over the hump of like becoming from being non-shareholders to shareholders. That's, oh, okay. And then of course we've got future stuff coming, but you asked it at their past. So there we are. <laughs> so what, what was the process before when you wanted to invest in the American share market before? You Hedge? had to, there was only one process at the time and you had to pay exorbitant fees at a traditional broker and you had to telephone someone when the markets were open. And so for an Apple, if you wanted to buy a share in Apple, first of all, you had to buy whole shares. So we were the first to bring fractional investing to New Zealand, where it's like you, you don't need to buy an $1,800 Tesla share. You can just invest 500 bucks in Tesla. That's fractional investing. So traditionally, you would have had to phone up. You would have said, I want to buy you know, 10 whole Apple shares, which would have cost, I don't know, maybe $3,000 at the time. Um, and the fees to do that would have been far in advance of 150 just to do that. And that's before you take in, um, you know, pulling it back out on the other side. And so people just didn't do it because it's too hard because the share markets are open when we're sleeping. <laughs> so like who wants to be <laughs> ringing up some random person on a desk, you know? Anyway, it was all just too hard. Yeah, fair enough. And how many customers yeah. do you have now? Oh, we've got, I think we've cracked the 50,000 this week, which is pretty wow. cool. Um, yeah, yeah, we, we've, um, yeah, because we've, you know, pretty small team. We were at seven people for ages. We kept things real small. And then COVID, um, I think we grew to about 10. And then we went into this crisis, um, which, you know, was obviously awful. But of course, a lot of people were um, renewed interest about investing. And I think, firstly, they had time on their hands. Um, but I think more importantly, um, the interest levels kind of peaked because the markets crashed. And if you're my age, um, you kind of have seen the 2008 like GFC and you saw what the markets have done from that. And so the share markets have really just like that were, you know, quite um, badly hurt during that, that um, kind of market crash. And then they've rebounded. And so if you'd invested during that crash, you'd be pretty happy right now with like, <laughs> you know, the money that you would have made um, on the share market. So I think what this correction did was everyone was like, ah, this is kind of our 2008 and a lot of good quality companies um, and their share um, shares were on sale. So we had huge amounts of volume, huge amounts of interest. And so we had to hire a bunch of people. So we're sitting at about 21 people now. Um, um, and yeah, just, just, we're all about building, um, a fantastic Kiwi company, you know, sustainable business. Uh, we've got great, um, you know, support from Kiwi wealth, um, and, and just kind of slowly building out, um, this really cool platform with our investors. Yeah, yeah. Because I imagine there are some people with regards to COVID-19, they're a bit panic, panicky in terms of whether they want to invest or not. Um, what would be your advice to them? Just yeah, well, the uh, probably the most concerning thing I saw as a human was um, like at, well, like a Kiwi citizen as a human. We're all humans, aren't we? But I think it um, was that I think there was something like three billion of outflows of Kiwi Saver. So what that told us was there's a whole bunch of people in um, New Zealand that didn't understand like the share markets and investing in Kiwi Saver. So what they were doing is let's say they were in a growth portfolio, which were young and when you're young and you have tons of time in the markets, um, but that is generally speaking, um, one of the most accepted um, portfolios to be in. Um, it just means that they're kind of more, your KiwiSaver is more invested in, in stocks and share markets as opposed to stuff like bonds and, and um, cash. So it, grow, it has the potential to grow faster, but also it has potential to be quite volatile. So when the markets crash, share markets crash, most of your um, KiwiSaver's in it, your KiwiSaver balance goes not, not great. And so a lot of people panicked and they were like, I've got to get out of KiwiSaver. But what happens is when you kind of panic and get out of the markets is you lock in your losses. Um, like everything's on paper right now and it's, you know, not actual money until you sell. And that's what a lot of people did, which was super sad because the markets have subsequently rebounded. Um, you know, they're, I hit all time highs yesterday. And um, so, you know, people have lost out quite a lot of money. Um, and so, 
the crisis um, made people do some pretty weird stuff. But in terms of investing, um, we really focused on education. We've got a get getting started guide. Um, so getting started course to investing through Hatch that we really pushed and about 10,000 10, people completed that. And it really took people through what are share markets, what's risk, and how do you buy your first share? So it was really key for us not to have a bunch of people flood onto the platform that didn't know what they were doing, that were doing all sorts of weird stuff. It was like, find your feet, you know, like get educate yourself, empower yourself, and then just start small and build as you go. Um, but we've got lots of really big investors on the platform as well. And they just saw it as a great buying opportunity. That's good though, because I've always felt that there's quite a few people out there that think that residential property is the only way mm. that people and, and obviously it's a big part of how kiwis invest so it's cool to see yeah. these these platforms which allow people to more easily invest in other other areas uh, yeah 100 percent. yeah 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 but do you do you still get people um signing up to the the course on a daily basis yeah, we do. And we, we tend to recommend it when we can sense, um, like we've got a lot of customer support inquiries and, um, you know, people reach out to us quite a bit. And we've built a community on Facebook where, um, you know, a lot of investors are learning from one another. There's some pretty advan advanced investors on that um, on that group. And so it's it's a good place to kind of learn. And so we, what we suggest is join the Facebook club, take the course, um, because you're probably not quite ready if you're asking us questions like this, or you're you know potentially showing some weird behavior like uh yeah so um with investing like if you're looking to buy and sell and make a quick buck um it's probably mm. we're probably not the platform for you um so we're we're pretty um we try we try and stay pretty deliberate and i think that might be as part of kiwi wealth like it's really important to them and the wider kiwi family that we're really thinking about is this the best thing you know like there's this idea of best customer outcomes and it's like is this the best thing for you like only 1% of traders make money, 1%. The rest of the rest of the investors, like you really should just stick to the basics and just grow your wealth in a quite a boring way over time. Um, so yeah, we, we kind of get flags um, even still today, um, like to this day and really push people towards education before they get started. Yeah, because I feel there's a lot of get rich quick schemes out there. And I think some yeah. people think that you can make money really fast, but I feel yeah. personally when it comes to shares, it's kind of a long-term thing as opposed to a short-term thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what we've seen. And I should just um, kind of, like when I say educate yourself first, it's not a lot. Like literally our course is 10 days. Or it could just be that you're getting familiar with what a what a fund, an index fund is, you know, and you're researching which ones you should be looking at. Because um, you can just start... Um, learn by doing is really important. So you can start with a hundred bucks or 500 bucks and, and just kind of get your feet, um, find your feet and learn as you, as you go. It's a great cost of education. Um, so when I say kind of educate yourself, empower yourself, that I'm not talking about going in to get a degree or cause no one will ever, ever feel like they're smart enough. Um, cause you know, investing is really complex and very, even like the best um, investors in the world get it wrong. So it's really important. Keep it simple, start small, just get started. Um, but, but yeah, yeah. Because I joined last week and I thought, you know what? I'm not going to do anything yet until I talk to Kristen. <laughs> Just in case. Just <laughs> well, in I can't case. give you any advice. Oh, oh, <laughs> no, uh -oh. No, no. I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> I can't give you any advice. However, when you talked about the long term thing, let, let's like, let's like just, just, it is long term. Cause if you th and this is what we see on Hatch and it, why it was so cool. We started with the U S share markets. You've got companies like Apple, Amazon, Tesla, Microsoft, Netflix, Disney, um, NVIDIA, AMD, like, uh, you know, all these companies I'm naming Uber, Lyft, um, are growth companies and they're companies that we use, um, every day. Airbnb is going to, um, IPO this year and, and become public so we can buy shares in them as well. But, um, when you think about it, these are not companies that are like, um, you know, are, they are growth companies, which means that in 10 years, Amazon wants to be 100 times bigger than it is now, which means that it's going to be more valuable than it is now. And how we know that is that's we know that what is their vision. We, we can look at their customer acquisition and their sales and their revenue. We can look at, you know, the cult following of Tesla um, and how and that they've built this Apple brand of cars. And I think so it's um, what we're seeing on Hatch is people are buying into these um, businesses or funds. You can buy all sorts of fantastic funds that wrap a number of these business up is 
businesses up into a basket and they're in it for the long haul because they're looking for some serious wealth building over time, um, which is time in the market. It's not like in and out, in and out, in and out. Cause like I said, 1% that works for 1% and it's probably not you Reese, like no offense. <laughs> it's all right. I uh, don't take any offense. Uh, but I think the, the only thing I was a bit, yeah, a bit nervous about was the whole tax system because you know how America has a really weird tax yeah, yeah. system compared to... Oh, you don't need to worry about that. You don't need to worry about that. I'll put your mind at ease right now. So tax stuff is sorted for you. It's invisible behind the scenes. Um, and then you get to claim back in New Zealand, which is again behind the scenes. So we've got all that stuff sorted for you um, oh, with okay. tax. Yeah, yeah. So you just ignore it. Like it's it's all it's invisible. We got your back. But in terms of the tax you pay on this side, I think um, people have made it or made it seem like that's a barrier. It's not at all. All you have to do is um, if you make over two hundred dollars in dividends a year, you just claim that as revenue on your IR three. We give you a simple number. It just goes in a line on your tax form at the end of the year, and that's it. Super simple. But an interesting thing to note is the U.S. share markets isn't well known. Like a lot of the companies I talked about, again, is just the tiniest portion of the wider share markets. I'm just pulling out some really popular ones on Hatch. Um, but they're not huge dividend-paying companies. Like dividend-paying companies um, are, tend to be more in New Zealand or like real blue-chip companies that are sharing their profits with their customers. But a lot of these companies I named, which, again, are the most popular in Hatch, they don't pay dividends because they're looking at reinvesting, like all their profits are going back into the business to grow. Right. So um, tax is pretty not like pretty minimal in New Zealand um, with if you're using Hatch. Like it's, it's actually a non-issue um, really. And we make it easy if it is. Now, when you get over 50,000, which we've got tons of investors on Hatch that are, um, there's a, a slightly different way that you calculate your tax. But again, we do it all for you at tax time. Make it super simple. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. <laughs> Because that was that was my main worry. I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. We with should have reached out to support. Man, we're well, always on the other side. Well, to I thought I knew I was talking to you anyway, so I was like, I'll talk to you first. <laughs> all right, and, right, and right I'll right. go from there. And yeah. then I know I know you're now going to ask. Is now a good time to invest? Aren't you? Well, when is a good time to invest? I mean, nobody has a <laughs> nobody has a crystal ball, and it probably depends. Oh no, true, true. I did true find that. it interesting. I did find it interesting because I looked at the top. I think it's the top twenty. Um, traded shares at the moment, the American mm, shares, mm, and it was just interesting yeah. seeing the different, you know, Tesla was like top, and I think I saw Virgin yeah. and Boeing, which obviously the aviation, the aviation industry is not doing too well at the moment. So, no, those, those are probably not, yeah, great long. I mean, may, that may potentially, if you're banking on that industry to come back, that would be a, a considered, you know, a long term investment. Um, but yeah, on yeah, your point sure. about no, no one knows if it's the right time to invest. Like we know the right time to invest is today. Yeah, yeah. If you're not invest, if you're investing for the long term, like there's no better time. Um, and we know, like we know that there's going to be a market correction. I mean, the markets are pretty, um, like like I said, they've rebounded really well, but there's still a lot going on in the world. Like we don't have a vaccine yet. Um, some economies obviously are struggling. And so the markets are a little bit detached from this economy. Um, certainly in some sec like some industries, the tech industry certainly is detached from it um, for, for lots of different reasons. But I think, um, again, if it, there's, there's probably going to be, like, we know that the markets go down. So there's going to be kind of a, a bit of a correction, which is a bit of a drop. Um, is there going to be a full crash again? That's what we don't know. Like if, if there's a vaccine, probably not. It'll probably just be a wee bumpy for a while. Um, but really share markets historically have gone up over time and the ups outweigh the downs. And so, um, yeah, yeah, that, that's like today. There's no better time to invest. Yeah, because You I just have to kind of like steal yourself and know that if I see red in my investment next week, I got to be okay with that. Like I just have to stick to my plan. Yeah, well, I think the problem is with us as humans is the fear of the unknown really mm. gets to us, like not knowing yeah. what's going to happen. And uh, so true. I know I've, I've seen there's various economists and I think even Bill English said something in terms of, a, you know, the recovery of the economy being a V shape or a W shape. Yep. 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 And it's hard to know. And then obviously the subsidy is supposed to finish, I think next month, isn't it? And mm. um, so these are all factors that probably weigh on, weigh on people. And then obviously if, if yep. you're struggling to make ends meet and you've lost a job, it's probably absolutely a bit difficult to justify investing at that stage. 
Yeah. Yeah, I have no doubt. And I, I did. I, I think I saw an article yesterday about KiwiSaver and even people looking to want to access that for debt, which would be so horrible because that's be like people's retirement um, savings, you know, it would just be horrible. So with investing, invest what you can. You're assuming that you've got an emergency, emergency savings. Um, you've got a job at the moment, not not any really scary debt, like um, bad debt, I should say. So credit card type stuff. Um, if you've kind of checked those boxes, um, you're, you've got and and you're you've got a job. You're better to be putting your money in the share markets than in a savings account, which is making. You're, well, you're probably losing money at the moment because the interest on the savings account is like completely um, eroded by the cost of living. Like it's just doing nothing there. So um, aside from having money that you can access quickly if you need it, but yeah, if you if you don't need your your money and you've got it, you should be investing it. Yeah. Um, obviously, if you've lost your job, that's when you're tapping into your um, emergency savings and, you know, really hustling. And that it's tough, tough times for some, no doubt. For sure. Uh, one thing when I was Googling around, um, I noticed that there is a bit of misinformation. It, it tends to be in regards to you guys compared to sharesies. Can you just confirm for me exactly what the difference is? Because I think some people think you guys are the same. Well, yeah, similar. we're not the same. No, we're not the same. They're they're definitely they're probably a year or two ahead of us. Totally love what they're doing. They have a real passion for um, entry level, like um, democratizing investing for millennials. So this group of people that um, initially, again, didn't feel um, you know locked out of the property market and yet want to do something with their money. And so I I don't want to I'm not sure I don't want to put words in their mouths, but I know that's kind of their um, positioning. And so what they've done is built a platform that's really accessible. Um, with not a lot of money. So you can get into the share markets um, with a little bit of money and their pricing is set up like that. So I think initially a lot of investing platforms are going to look similar. Like you've got your share markets, so you've got your US, your ASX, Australian and New Zealand. Like those are the main ones, right? And I suspect that over the next two years, all of the investing platforms will have those markets. And then you're going to have some funds. So you're going to have like your buckets, baskets of um, kind of, like um, investments that you can just plunk your money in and not have to pick and choose your shares. Um, so you kind of got that. But I think what what kind of shakes out is like where your home is and what makes best sense for your money. And so you have to look at things like, you know, um, fees. You have to look at how much are you investing and the fees relative to that. Um, so I, I'd say that our target markets are a little bit different. Um, so we tend to have sl little, slightly older um, um, target market. Um, those that are, mm. are, you know, our average um, portfolios are tend to be a little bit bigger. That's not to say everyone started with with a little bit, but I think over time, I think our visions are quite different. So while we are an investing platform, we kind of we have a really strong vision to be like an, a you know a money platform. So that's like even moving into banking. Um, you know we're part of the Kiwi Group, so it's something we've got some pretty cool um, opportunities like in our family to do that with. So yeah, I think um, I, I, look, I just think you have to compare how much you've got to invest. Um, where's your community? Um, and you know what are some of the perks that each investment platform offers you? And you'll find your Mm. So in terms of the exchange partners you work with, so with the platform, yeah. in terms of the money and how it works in America, yeah. like the process of how, who it goes through, like who's your exchange partner that you work with? And yeah, so we work with, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I, I was going to ask um, in terms of how secure it is, because in this, in this, in this um, day and age with people being able to hack, you know, different servers and accounts and how um, secure it is. Yeah. So we've, um, we were really careful about the partners that we chose, both our broking partner as well as our um, uh, foreign exchange provider. And so our foreign exchange provider um, is actually owned by Alibaba. Um, and so they're an Australian company that were acquired by Alibaba. So I have huge amount of resources at their, um, at their disposal, at their disposal. Um, but I, you know, I think obviously we, we use, um, you know, we've got a fantastic tech team. That's where we've come from is our background is tech. And so we're really strong in that area. We, um, we're basically, um, we're basically, um, have looked at, you know, security, best security practices in our partners, um, done huge amounts of due diligence 
diligence due diligence on them, um, and then we make our privacy policies and and all that free all, all that freely available on our website. But in terms of what happens is we actually pool the money, so the the foreign exchange partner doesn't see your information. All they see is we basically deposit daily, a couple times a day, a huge amount of money. They just convert it and then pass it on um, to the U.S. And this is what they do. They run massive e-commerce businesses all around the world. Those are their key clients. So they're um, you know, full professionals and actually moving money, and we're just using them for this one part of their service is moving our money over to the U.S. Um, and now, once it hits the U.S., your money is, um, you know, basically secured by things like the Securities Exchange Commission. You know, um, for against fraud, the companies that we work with there are highly regulated. Um, there's insurance assurances in place if fraud does occur, occur so that you can go back um, and claim um, for your money. So in the event of stuff, bad stuff happening, there's stuff in place um, as protections of consumers. So yeah, wow. we feel comfortable with who we work with. You've really thought this out. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed. Well, I, had to, I had to do all the due diligence. So before we launched Hatch, I swear I, I was like became uh, um, a, an expert on like securities exchange commission law. Like I was literally right, like right down into the code. And you have to do that with the help of, of course, all the Kiwi Wealth lawyers. It was really important to know exactly when you're taking care of people's money. Um, you've just got to mm. know this stuff inside out. Well, yeah, people become very, um, very cautious with giving yeah. anyone money. So yes, yeah, it's well justified. Right. And the share and the shares are held in your name, like Reese. If you were to buy um, into, I don't know, what are you going to invest in? Say you're going to invest in like a clean green energy fund tomorrow, because you look like a clean green kind of guy. <laughs> Do I? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or she? It's a gender diversity um, ETF uh, fund. So you're promoting all the companies that have, um, you know, great diversity practices in place, female leaders. Anyway, um, you're investing in that. Those shares are held in your name, um, like uh, so can traced back to you at Citigroup, which is a massive custodian. Um, so, you know, this is stuff that's assets in your name. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. that's, that's good to know. Um, there were yeah. quite a lot, because I, obviously I scrolled through all the different American companies and I swear about... Yeah. 70% of them, I'm like, I don't even know what the hell these companies are. I was like, then don't uh, invest in them. Yeah, but, yeah, well, I wouldn't, but I'd imagine, <laughs> I was thinking there would be people that I'm sure would invest in these companies and don't know what they are. No, it's because they know. It's because they know. We've got some people that are really into mining. So that's why they come to Hatch is to access these like mining companies. We have some people that work in the healthcare industry. So they know exactly the ins and outs of Pfizer or, you know, and recognize the demand of like PPE because they work in the system. And so they're on Hatch investing in that space or those that are geeking out about the future of food or biotechnology. And so what we have found is that whatever your niche is and New Zealand, it just happens to be tech is an obvious one because it's products yeah. that we use every day, right? Or, or really popular retail brands. And so it's really important that you, that's part of like backing what you believe in businesses that, that you believe in is that really understanding um, kind of that company. And that's the very start is, is using the product and understanding, um, you know, their craft really. So surprisingly. <laughs> <laughs> does, does your own um, customers influence how you invest personally? Like you see what they're doing and you're like, hmm. No. Okay. Okay. I'm going to admit something. I was like, I was really anti-Tesla and I was anti-Tesla because I remember reading um, his uh, management um, practices, Elon Musk. Like he's yeah, like yeah. crazy, yeah, crazy genius guy. And I remember reading a really big article in Wired about him and I was like, oh, I just am really struggling to invest in a guy like that. Like he's not likable, yeah. But I guess pioneers of tomorrow aren't generally likable. Um, but I was like, nah, I just can't do it. And I had this like real philosophy of not investing in Tesla. Well, <laughs> that was when the share price was at like $130 and here it is today at 1800. Yeah. So I kind of ca I kind of caved and I invested in Tesla probably 6 months ago now, but um yeah, people have people have paid off mortgages with Tesla. Yeah, well, for sure. I mean, I suppose you're not <laughs> investing in the person, you're investing in the product, I suppose as well. I know, but it's like it's his people are investing in his vision, in him. Like he's this crazy guy driving and sleeping under his desk so that he can, you know, the cars are out on the production. Like honestly, he's 
he is when he puts his mind to something. Um, so it, that's an interesting point because what would happen to Tesla if he left? I don't know. Apple's were uh, obviously recovered well, um, you know, in the absence of Steve Jobs, but it's not always the case. I, I think knowing the CEO and his vision for the business is pretty important. Now, if you don't want to get that deep into a company, that's why um, index funds, and they're really just a basket of companies. So you can invest in a technology one or a green energy one or, um, you know, basic index, uh, basic share markets. Like if you want to invest in the U.S. share markets, there's an ETF for that. Um, if you want to invest in Chinese um, markets or emerging markets, there's a fund for that. So are you intending to only focus on the U.S. share market or are no, you going to open no, up? No, we're not. And that, we're not. And that's what I mean that most investment platforms in the end are going to offer the same underlying stuff. And really then it's like, you know, what are their key messages? Like who are they attracting to their platform and why? Like what's their um, business model? How are they making money? It's all that stuff that you kind of, how are they educating you, holding your hand, supporting you? It's all that stuff that you should be asking and critically looking at. So Hatch, um, like many others, will add kind of the basic stuff. So we're looking at funds. Um, we'll probably look at Australian share markets, New Zealand share markets. Like it's just obvious stuff. And then it's really like... Um, looking into interesting spaces where we want to play after that. Cause we recognize like most people want all that stuff in their portfolio. And so we've got, we've got to deliver that and then, um, but we'll do it in a uniquely hatch way. Yeah. Yeah. So is there anything <laughs> you can tell me that you're working on that you haven't announced? Well, we've, I've always been a huge, um, advocate of like uh, low cost funds like uh, like Warren Buffett um, is as well which is the greatest investor in the world is just like find a low cost in index fund um, and basically just you know plunk your money into it and don't even think about it don't play the markets don't trade um, he's he well he trades companies he's got the bulk of his um, family's fortune it basically in an index fund like a basket of the 500 largest companies in the US um, so in New Zealand those funds are very expensive um, like in the states you can get those funds for next to nothing like 0.03 percent like expense ratio which sorry that's like total financing term but they're cheap cheap as chips whereas in new zealand by the time it's all wrapped and and listed here on the new zealand share markets they're really expensive and so we're hoping um, that we can bring lower cost funds um, to the market in New Zealand. So not just do the same old funds that are already out there, but actually to bring something interesting. So stay tuned. Okay, that's good. Are you going to be doing any like <laughs> um, road shows? I know you did a you did a thing in Auckland a while back with Colonel and yeah, uh, we love live events. We love like yeah, I love Darcy. We love live events. We're um. So we, uh, COVID has put a little bit of a damper. We had, you know, yeah, obviously would have, course. you know, COVID's put a bit of a damper because even here, I think it's max a hundred. Um, so what we've done is a lot, we do a lot of webinars. We do monthly webinars. Um, we had a really cool webinar last week with um, a, um, exchange traded fund, um, basically ETF fund expert from Australia. Um, some of his funds are on, on hatch on the U S share markets. And then um, what else are we looking to do? Um, yeah, we're just going to have to keep it digital, eh? That said, we are having an investor meetup. So our Facebook investor club, um, we're all meeting at a pub uh, in Wellington tonight. So that'll be cool. Bit of face-to-face oh, -face cool. time. I'll yeah. have to join that <laughs> Facebook group, I think. How many people? Yeah, everyone, geeks, everyone geeks out on what they're buying, I know. <laughs> How many people are in the group, the Facebook group? Uh, I think it's, I don't know now, like it's maybe over 6,000 or something because we do find a lot of our investors don't have Facebook um, and that's fine. It's like privacy concerns or even just their anti-Facebook um, or or like I said, age, we do have um, uh, some older investors, um, more mature investors. Um, but but I think, um, yeah, so we, we get a lot of, the investor club is good, but you have to be careful because you have to weed out like the noise because you get a lot of people that are really noisy about buy this or buy that. And um, there's such a tiny percentage of like actual hatch investors and what hatch investors are doing. So take it all with a grain of salt, but it's a great place to learn and ask honest, you know, questions and get honest feedback. So, okay. It's definitely yeah. something I'll consider. I'll have to definitely come um, catch up with you in person, I think, if I'm down in Wellington. I do Clearly. To, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love Wellington. Wellington's awesome. <laughs> it is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Have you always been based out of Wellington? 
when you moved? No, to- well, we so my parents are from here, and then they emigrated to Canada in the seventies. So I've just come full circle. So I was raised in Canada, and then I brought my husband and two little babies back to New Zealand. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, about ten years ago. Yeah, and okay. so we knew Welly was always like always where it's at. It's good food, good coffee. I'm like looking. My view right now is looking at the harbor. You know, right out to the south coast and the lighthouse, and I can walk to work. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's pretty good for cardio, Wellington. Since it's a walkable. <laughs> I, I like. I re- I know. I know. I remember <laughs> turning around like to my husband one time on our walk home, and I was like, "We hike a bloody mountain home every day." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. It's, it's it's definitely a good way of staying fit. That's for sure. I know. I know. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. And um, so you've got you've got twenty one people working for you now, right? Yeah, and look at we're interviewing about three more this week. So we're not we're not looking to like hire and grow too quickly because it's just so important you get it right, you know. Like and yeah, it's yeah. like it's like you want to. It's important that you get it right, and and we just think we're going to be around for a long time. So we're just going to get this, you know, really cool sustainable business inside of this Kiwi family and um, be really proud of what we've done. So really great group of people. Um, and like a lot of them, I said, are not in finance. So they're just, um, you know, like our, um, well, just, just, yeah, we just, we make sure we get people with the right attitude and initiative and they just want to solve problems for people. Um, and then all that other stuff will come on the side. So they're on, on kind of their own respective investing journeys as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's pretty cool. So how do you, how do you convince people who don't know anything about investing and probably scared of the word investing because they just get overwhelmed yeah. by it? Because I imagine totally. you, you must meet a lot of different people from all different walks yeah. of life. Um, yeah. So how would you pitch it to them to get into investing if they were to do it? Well, the, the easiest thing we just say is you need to put your money to work, you know, and it's not hard. Um, so your money is probably doing nothing, just laying around in a savings account or you're frittering it, frittering it away. So let's assume you've got kind of those check boxes. You've got to have an emergency fund and you don't have scary credit card debt. Um, you know, why don't you just start putting it to work? Because we know that the share markets are a really great place for your money to grow. Um, and so it's kind of a no brainer when you start to compare, this is what your savings account will have in five years. If you're keeping your $10,000 there, and this is what your $10,000 will do in the share markets. Um, and there's this kind of saying like past performance isn't indicative of future performance. So like, I can't guarantee you that the share markets are going to do in the next 10 years, what they've done in the past 10 years, but most investors know that they're going to recover after any drop because businesses grow and that's what the share markets are. You know, businesses become more innovative. They become more productive. They like launch interesting things. Um, iPhone 12 is just a perfect example that's coming out. You know, there's this constant drive um, to improve um, businesses. And so they continue to make money and they share that success with shareholders. And so um, I think, yeah, like kind of showing what your money is doing here versus here, that's putting your money to work. That's not. And what kind of life do you want in your future and in the future? You know, what are your goals in five years and 10 years and 15 years? Mm. Um, If you want choices about I want to quit my job in a decade and go traveling with my family, um, you got to be doing stuff today to get there. So just start something small. It's not scary. So that would be the kind of initial combo. And then Mm. I'd be like, just start with 100 bucks, throw it in and see how you go. And, and get your feet, you know, or start with a fund. That's cool, you know. So, and then slowly people start to kind of get the bug of it. And they're like, oh, this isn't as hard as I thought it was. Um, you know, and you start to learn, um, you know, some emotional kind of maturity about when your things are fluctuating and they're volatile. You start to really understand, ah, this is what my KiwiSaver is. And this is what it's doing. And you probably increase contributions there. And, you know, like there's just this general sense of financial literacy that you start to think, it is for me. Um, and you still won't think like I'm an investor, but you're like, Oh, I'm like actually building some serious wealth. And that's a good thing. And I suppose it's not to get too blinded by it as well. You know how some people, um, I think they, they get too, I think they get too greedy, you know, and they (laughs) think they're invincible. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But those are probably the traders. But again, those are the traders. Just whenever you see or hear the bluster, they're probably not the 1%. You know, they've probably yeah. picked it up as a hobby. It's probably a hobby now. It's probably not going to be something they're going to be doing in five to 10 years. Because those that are quietly and boringly building wealth 
they're not the noisy ones on our Facebook club, you know, like they're not the people that are talking about it. They're just the ones that are socking away money into some really interesting funds and businesses and just letting it grow. And, and they don't need to geek out on it all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Since you're based in Wellington, do you ever get to talk to government officials about policy around technology and investing and finance? We talk, we talk a lot about, um, you know, safety. Um, so, cause obviously regulators are here. Um, so we have to talk to them a lot about like how we're keeping our customers safe, how we're ensuring that the right people are using Hatch in the right way. So we've got a lot of um, kind of uh, dialogue around that, like, like you know, making sure that because they just want to make sure that Kiwis are doing the right thing. You know, they're not going to end off in a worse position um, than what they are doing. So um, we talk a lot with the regulators in terms of policy. I'd love for that. There's a $50,000 thing on the tax where that tax thing changes. And that was something brought in like in the eighties where 50,000 was quite a lot of money. And I'm not suggesting it's not, but we are investing a lot over time. It quite quickly adds up and it just makes it like one more little barrier in people's heads. So I would love to lobby for them to lift that. Um, Other than that, I think, Generally speaking, the government's pretty supportive of innovation, like the fact that we've been able to build and launch this platform, you know, and constructive dialogue with government's been pretty cool. So, um, yeah. I've heard that New Zealand is one of the easiest countries in the world to start a business. I don't know about that. Maybe. I mean, I think starting businesses nowadays generally are pretty easy. Like if you've got access to a laptop, you have a little bit of money for Google ads, you have some, you know, creative thinking, you can use platforms to build your website and to like, I think, um, I think the great thing about New Zealand is it fosters that entrepreneurial spirit. So people potentially take action, but the cost of of entry for um, anyone with a a really great idea that solves a problem, I think New Zealand's a great place to launch it. Now, if it's sustainable in New Zealand's another question, it's a tiny country. So you've got to be in a pretty like, is, you know, is your business sustainable here? Or is this something you've got to look um, like digital companies, for example, have to look to overseas. Um, But yeah, I'd say it's, um, it's definitely a country of small to medium businesses. And um, so there's tons of resources, uh, no doubt, no doubt for businesses. But yeah, um, yeah interesting point. I, I would say, one thing I would say about noticing the difference um, is that uh, I think the creativity, the u- um, user experience, I don't know if you know what that means, but it's basically digital um, kind of user experience and um, well, probably even actually like product design. So anything to do with designing products digitally or hard products um, is exceptional here in New Zealand. So I don't know what the, oh. what the education system. Yeah, my kids are going through the system, obviously, here. And so I just wonder if there's a different way of thinking or problem solving. Like, it's not rote learning. It's really challenging, you know, thinking and creativity and new ways of thinking. Um, and, and I just wonder if that then is influenced in these fantastic, you know, fashion brands and really cool products, um, you know, like recycling um, from uh, garbage cans from Method. And um, probably there's great. Yeah. So. So I think um, right, right down to digital products like Zero and the user experience of a real creative user experience, I think it's um, something that is uh, pretty special here in New Zealand. Is there any comparison between uh, Canada in terms of the ease of business or entrepreneurship? That yeah. Sort of thing? Yeah. Is it quite similar? I, I definitely, I, I'd say the envir- environment's quite um, similar in terms of um, you know, it's their stable countries, a real supportive to business, um, you know, fairly educated population, um, probably similar economies in terms of, you know, um, you know, um, like forestry and, um, agriculture, that kind of thing. Um, a little bit of tourism, but, but I, but I, I, I would, I'm not, uh, Love Canada. I love Canadians. I'm obviously Canadian, but there's just something about that rote learning that just doesn't feel like they push the boundaries enough. And there's something about being on an island on the bottom of the earth, I think, has given people like this real like <laughs> grittiness that you're like, we're going to bloody do it anyway, you know? And so yeah. there's just this, le- maybe this level of complacency in Canada and kind of structure and order. Whereas in New Zealand, it's like, man, oh man, when we flew in, when we moved to New Zealand with these two kids and four suitcases and a pram. That was literally all we had. And we flew into Wellington and all you see are these like dotted 
colorful homes on a hillside, all the paints peeling and like everything's just a wee bit run down, you know, the roads are like a bit run down and everything's just, you know, the dairies from back in the, you're just like, yeah, this is, this is New Zealand, you know, it's just. <laughs> it's Wellington's, awesome. Wellington's quite an interesting city. I feel compared mm-hmm. to the rest of New Zealand, because obviously it's yeah. the only city that's kind of built up as opposed to out. And then because, well, so yeah. True. And, and you've got a lot of the houses on hills and some of the streets are like ridiculously narrow as well. I know. I was like, I was like, are we moving to Puerto Rico? Like, what have we just done? <laughs> but then, you know, now we're here. But I always wonder what our visitors who come visit us every year when they fly in. But then I'm like, man, it's beautiful. It's green. We've got the ocean, um, which we spend a lot of time in the hills and the ocean, which is super cool. But hey, I love, um, I love the rest of it. The South Island, spectacular. We did an awesome trip in July around the South Island, which is great. Catlins, which is like further south you can get down there. Um, it's pretty cool. That's pretty rugged New Zealand, which is awesome. Um, yeah, Central Otago is beautiful. Um, Northland is amazing. I love like Whangarei Heads and Tutukaka Coast. Um, oh man, it's a great country. <laughs> We're so lucky. We're so lucky. <laughs> oh yeah, so for lucky, sure. You know, and with this COVID thing, it's pretty sad to have this resurgence, but like, hey man, we got this, you know, like, we got this. We'll be all right. And we'll be like pro, you know, support local and buy local. And, and I, I, I suspect we'll be all right. I mean, there's no other place in the, in the world I'd rather be right now. Oh, definitely. I definitely feel the same. I've also felt yeah. that every, every time I've gone overseas, I've ended up appreciating New Zealand more. It's probably a bit different yeah. for me compared to you because like Canada totally. is, obviously, <laughs> is obviously beautiful as well. But being born here, yeah. I think you you become complacent or the, you're just kind of used to everything being green and clean air. Yeah. And then you go to places in Asia and, or even in Europe, <gasps> you know, and you're like, and the pollution and the, I know it's, I know, I know, I know. And there's no, nothing like traveling. This is, that's also such a mind bender that we can't just get on a plane. Cause that is a favored Kiwi pastime, isn't it? To travel and to explore. And that's just so crazy to think, when is the next time we're going to do that? It's, 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 it's insane. But, um, I agree. It, it's somewhere, somewhere that we're, we're really, you know, we're thankful we're here. Pretty cool that we're bringing up some Kiwi kids. I've got a son who's into cricket. Like I didn't even know what cricket was, you know, 10 years ago. <laughs> I'm like, who plays cricket and why? I asked him last night actually, cause we were rewatching. Sorry. I don't know if you're a cricket fan, but we're rewatching the, um, Grant Elliott, you know, the six and the, cause they, they had it on replay the other, and I was just like, like, I said to my son, why do you like this game? Like, it's just so weird. But anyway, we're good. Ki- they're good Kiwi kids now. Yeah. You're going to take them to Canada <laughs> at some point? Yeah, we have to, but who knows when, eh? Yeah, yeah. Because where, whereabouts in Canada are you from? Calgary. Yeah. Ah, so, Calgary. Um, That's cold, yeah, yeah, isn't it? Rock- yes, it's yeah. cold. Yeah. yeah. But I'll tell you what, I've never been so cold my first year moving to New Zealand. Like, I don't know what, this is the one, like my one gripe with New Zealand, but I'm not sure what all these Scottish settlers thought when they were building these like wood huts, you know, with no insulation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, it gets to five degrees here in the winter people, you know, it's colder inside the house than outside. This makes no sense. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. All right. We've sorted it now. We've got insulation now. That's but good. Initially, it was just like. <laughs> Whereas in Canada, you're walking around in minus thirty with a t-shirt because you basically go from your warm house to your warm car to your warm workplace. Pretty different. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully over time, <laughs> New Zealand will take some uh, advice from Canada. Now, <laughs> <laughs> well, if, um, if anybody wants to follow you on social media, where is the best place for them to go? Yeah, Hatch Invest is our, so even though our company's name's Hatch, a lot of our kind of monikers are Hatch Invest because um, that's what was available. So you can find us on Instagram. Um, if you want to more kind of uh, read a bit more of our content, you might see that on LinkedIn and Facebook. Um, like I said, Facebook group, um, hatchinvest.nz is our website. Um, although we're looking at kind of changing the look and feel of that a little bit. So stay tuned for that. Um yeah. So, and, and like hello at hatchinvest.nz is our um, customer support. And we're like pretty proud of our, um, you know, really speedy response time and engaging with our investors. So always do you available answer? there. Do, do you answer the I question answer. sometimes? Do you know that over the lockdown, which was, let's say, uh, let's say it was five. Cause like I said, we went into lockdown with like not many people on the team. eh? Mm. 
and I don't know how, were we in lockdown for like six or seven weeks? I answered, um, answered being like replied to and closed conversations like 1500 over that period. <laughs> 1500. Like, yeah, because I'm backup, you know, like I'm just the GM. I just make sure everything works and anyone's unhappy, I fix it. And so when you've got this like poor, like one to two, two people working customer support tickets and you've got hundreds of people asking how they can invest in da 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 da. I'm like, I got to get stuck in. So, and then I don't sleep very well. So you'll often find me up at like one or 2 a.m. answering tickets too. So, hey man, if you reach out then, you'll hear from me too. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I, <laughs> That's good to yeah, know. I don't sleep very much. Yeah, yeah. But hey, um, I, I think it's so important to that, like all of us, like we've got a couple of fantastic senior co-founders and it's like, you got to stay connected to your, um, you know, everyone who's using your product, um, right from being on um, social media to answers, answering tickets, because that's how you kind of build something with your customers, as opposed to building something for your customers. Does that makes sense? Anyway. Yeah. And I think that so actually, important. it builds trust between you and the customer as well. If they feel they can oh, always talk so. to you when you're there. So it does help. Yeah. I'll make yeah. sure I'll be, yeah. I'll be, I'll be using it once, um, once I start yeah. actually investing. No, do. And, and we don't, we don't advertise a phone number because that just feels so non-digital, but, um, quite often we'll get people that are like, can you phone me? And I'm like, just, just send them my way. Cause I love talking to, um, you know, our investors or potential investors. Um, just even chat. I had a great chat with who's probably, I don't know how, like, uh, let's say he was like 25. Um, he'd saved up a chunk of cash and he was just wondering, it's now a great time. And what should I, and of course I can't give him any advice, but we just talked through like what he was looking to do with the money. And it was just great. We just talked for half an hour, about investing and, um, um, not totally geeked out, like you said, but just like general, like, you know, I think he didn't back himself. He was yeah. like, oh, and I was like, you know, just the way he was talking, like, he, I'm like, you got it. You've got this. Like, just back yourself and stick to your plan. Um, do your research, read the news, you know, in the mornings and yeah, you'll be right. And <laughs> so that, I'm really inspired by chatting with people. That's good. And that 10 day mm. course, that 10 day course, is that yes. on your website? It's on our website, Hatch Getting Started. Um, Hatch Getting Started course is what it's called. Yeah. And super easy again. That's like I said, it's just the easiest thing to, if you're not feeling quite sure yet, do that. Yeah. That's the best way to do it. Mm. Hey, I'm probably going to wrap up there, but this has been lovely. <laughs> this has been lovely chatting to you. I've been wanting to talk to yeah, you. Yeah, great to chat with you. Because I'm like, oh, I'm not, I'm not investing until I talk to her. So, <laughs> put a, what is it? Put a, um, what a, put an image. What is it? What's the line? What's the saying? Put a. Oh, put, put a, a face to the name. Yeah, yeah. Put a face to the name. That's the, that's the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I like to know. Because considering I was emailing you and I'm like, uh, I kind of have an idea, but it's it's different when you talk to someone as well. <laughs> awesome. That's great. That's great to connect. I love what you're doing. Oh, thanks. And um, yeah, I'll have to get you on the show again in the near future. Cool. With all these exciting thanks, things that you're working on. Look forward to chatting about it. Yeah. Good. Thanks, Reese. Nice, nice to chat. Yep. That's the show, everyone. Make sure you share, like, and subscribe. And until next time, stay safe.